The following podcast is a proud member of the Blue Collar Roots Network. Find all the shows by visiting bluecollarroots.com. He may seem like a mild-mannered engineer until you install an HVAC system improperly. Then the whole turning green Hulk shirt ripping thing happens. And it's not pretty. Here's Bill Spone. Welcome back to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. We're doing our part to create a better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping the two professions work better together, understand each other, with the ultimate goal of making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. Today's podcast, we talk with Tom Jackson of Jackson Systems and Supply. He has a real passion for the HVAC trades and he shows through in what he does as leader of his company. He's a true entrepreneur and follows where his customers lead him. His company focuses on product development and support and solves some of those real head-scratcher problems with products and services that you won't find elsewhere. Services like FilterFetch, making it really easy on contractors for their customers to do the right thing. Don't we need more of this out there? You'll hear about his vision and perspectives and some awesome online training system that they have developed. You can learn more about his company at jacksonsystems.com. There's a link in the show notes. We're also proud of True Tech Tools to carry his I.O. Controls line of products, and you'll find that link in the show notes. Tom's got an awesome background, and I've basically put his whole biography in the show notes so you can study up and learn more about him. He's a really awesome guy. This episode was recorded in September 2019, and we hope you enjoy it. Tom, how are you doing? I am doing outstanding. I appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you today, Bill. Fantastic. We talked here and there at trade shows and other things like that. And Tom's built a fantastic company called Jackson Systems. And want to talk a little bit about, and this isn't exactly a scientific topic, but it's more about there is some technical basis to it in the way sort of Tom deploys marketing services and technical services and resources to improve his business, but at the same time, improve his customers' businesses and perhaps even their lives. So I want to delve into that a little bit because I think it's interesting and it definitely strikes a chord with me at True Tech Tools and how we go about things. Definitely, even our logo is quality tools, essential support. So enough about me, more about you. (laughs) Well, it's a lot easier if we listen to you that I don't have to talk. But yeah, Jackson Systems, we are basically a controls distributor is how I would categorize ourselves. So We are dealing in the technical realm. We don't sell equipment. We really don't sell supplies or anything. So most of our interactions with our contractors and our business model is selling to contractors, HVAC contractors, is on a technical nature. And because of that, we're trying to find different ways to help support them. Contractors are faced with thousands of different types of products, different types of controls. And for a technician to know every little detail about every control is really asking the impossible. So we've always strived from the very beginning to really support the contractor when they have those issues. When we started the company back in 1997, I started it with my parents, my father, Ron, who is still very active in the business today. He's working six days a week, seven days a week. He had been doing controls his entire life, started off in high school, did it in the Air Force. And then as soon as that all ended, he worked for a company called Barber Coleman, which was a big controls 
manufacturer. There were really, at the time, the two big ones were Honeywell and Barbara Coleman. Honeywell was always known as the marketing company, and Barbara Coleman was always known as the engineering company. So we've always had this technical background, this technical appreciation to the industry. When we did start, we were pretty much doing manufacturing. We made a line of zoning products. It was really our niche. Uh, and as we've grown over the years, we've actually spun off the manufacturing group into a different entity called IO HVAC Controls. And then Jackson Systems is, as I mentioned, a controls distributor. And for us, we do still only have the, and I apologize for the rambling here, but I am getting to a point that for us, we only have the single location here in Indianapolis. So we have to find different ways that we can really support the contractor when they're out on the job. And so I think we've done some pretty cool things through the years to really help support them. So while we are talking a little bit about the business aspect of it, we are always laser focused on how do we help the contractor deal with a myriad of controls out there. You spent some time working in distribution too as a territory manager. So you have a lot of that hands-on customer experience, yeah? Correct. Yeah. I did go to Purdue and got an engineering degree. And once I graduated, I went to work for, at the time, the probably the largest distributor in Indiana. They were a full-line distributor. We were actually the train distributor. So at that time, I was selling both equipment and supplies and quite a bit of controls. I did have a good start to my career actually out pounding the streets, calling on contractors and helping them support their endeavors. And then I knew all along, even when I was in college, that the ultimate end game was for my father and I to start a business together. And we also knew that I've got an older brother, Joe, that works for us, who had spent 15 years with the train company and their DDC division, their building controls division. We knew that we wanted to bring him on board as well and start a DDC division where we help support mechanical contractors with the high-end controls. So early on, I had a fairly clear, I was probably even more clear back then than I am today on the direction we wanted to head with this new company. But yeah, definitely had a good start with a great company. It was called Indiana Supply. They had since been bought out by Gustav A. Larson. I was very blessed to have a good start to my career. When it comes to, like you said, the direction of where the company's going, how would you say you choose that direction? Do you follow where customers lead you? How does that mix sort of work? Definitely, we do want to follow where the customers lead us. But we also, and I've got a great example of that, but then also we've got a couple of examples where we believe we've uncovered an opportunity in an area that's underserved, and we've developed that. So the first one where we've found some areas that were underserved, probably the best example is we've got another entity called Specified Controls that we started a number of years ago, and they actually sell product. These are commercial control products. This is not full-blown DDC. This would be a step below the DDC realm that goes out and sells products to what we call buy-sell reps. So these are big rep firms around the country who buy the product from us, and then they go out, call on engineers, get the product specified. And then when the job comes out to bid, our specified controls is listed as the product. And then those reps that we work with actually sell the product to the contractor. So that was an interesting realm because there wasn't a whole lot of people playing in that space. And we happened to uncover that because of some opportunities we had uncovered. No one was really talking about doing that. And we pursued it and have been really successful. The other one where it was really 
customer driven is our latest endeavor where we're actually moving to be probably more like yourself where we are internet based in other words we will still have our sales team but our platform on jacksonsystem.com will really be the driving force for contractors so we want it to be much more contractor friendly and continue to really push we've just seen this huge uptick with everyone moving towards the internet, just like what you've uncovered or supplyhouse.com or whoever. It's just really in today's world, it's the direction that people are heading. We want to make sure that we are delivering our services and our support the way that people want it. And I think that that's definitely the direction that we want to head. It's a big change for us because we have to really start from a technology standpoint, from a website platform and all the different processes go along with inventory management. So that we're really starting over at the beginning when it comes to the website. So that's been really exciting. We've got a lot to learn. We want to make sure that we're optimized for SEO and how do we do all of our branding and advertising and how does that all meld together to be a successful with a successful online presence. And the way I think about it is, like you mentioned, what people want, and then there's also what people expect, which they might not clearly vocalize, but expect both positively and negatively. They might have, working with an internet business, just expect it's going to show a certain way. It's going to give me a shipping notice within seconds, but also negative, like I'm never going to be able to reach anyone on the phone. So that's the way it is. There's a chance, there's room in there to move around some different parameters. That's what I've learned. Absolutely. I find the whole process really interesting because we've always been so focused on product development and the support of it. Now we're having to learn this whole new realm of the internet, so to speak. We've got a decent website, but it's not what it should be. And it's just this continual learning. It's been exciting for us. So The good thing is now we've got a few people on our team that can help me figure it all out because there are a lot of moving parts that when I went to college, even I'm only 49. So when I was in college, the internet really didn't exist in its form that it is today. It's all new to me. So it is a lot of fun, though. And a lot of, I'm sure, what led to your success is relationships. It sounds like you're a very easy person to talk to. (laughs) You're a very kind person. You're very customer and service oriented. So Do you care to talk about how sort of the nature of relationships? Let's talk about like, you have any direct contractor relationships, people you know that actually work with your products directly, any little stories you could tell around that? Since we've, from the beginning, have always had our business model has been working with contractors. There's just been numerous stories through the years where we'll get a call from a contractor if they're local. It's easy for us to run out there and help them troubleshoot a job. But I had one earlier this year where a customer, it was in a big fancy home and the customer was, they were actually remodeling the home to the extent that they actually took the roof off of the house to get the new HVAC equipment in. And they had zoned it with our IO HVAC controls equipment. And there was just something quirky going on. And we couldn't figure it out over the phone. So I got on a plane and we flew down to to San Antonio and we had finally figured out there were a couple little issues. We did have 
a small glitch in our board. And then there was one other little weird thing happening. I went out, the contractor, the homeowner was really demanding that someone come out. The contractor was gracious enough to make all the connections for us. So we went out there, visited the home, looked over the contractor's work. The contractor was really excited that we were able to come out and take a look, make sure that he was doing everything right. He did an awesome job with the installation. And the relationship part of it is extremely important to us. Again, we are a little different since we only have the single location. We're not like a typical wholesaler that has branches all over with salespeople in each of those branches. So it is a little bit different of a scenario, but I've built a large number of great relationships, friendships. I'm super involved in ACCA, involved in ASHRAE, all the different trade organizations we try to be a part of. We're involved in women in HVACR. PHCC, all those. So we do that. And then the other aspect that we've had success with is belonging to the contractor group. So maybe they belong to Service Roundtable or Nexstar, whichever SGI, there's a number of them. We also try to partner with those groups as well so that we can really help support them. They've got lots of resources. These contractors have lots of resources at their disposal because they're part of this group. And we can ride along beside them as a vendor partner and not only get to know them, but find out what services they're looking for. And one example was we were working with a big group of contractors and they really wanted help with smart home. And this is a whole new area for contractors. Everyone has been a little shy getting into that because they're, well, what happens if something goes wrong with someone's router? That's really not up to us to fix. So we actually developed a whole roadmap to help contractors with smart home. We hired a person here internally that can answer IT technical questions about routers or switches or whatever. So while our approach is a little different than a traditional distributor on how we build those relationships, We're trying to find new, innovative ways to do that. I spend a lot of time on the road. All the big trade shows were a part of a local association. If you had a, actually, I think you and I met originally, Bill, in Pittsburgh at a ACCA show, I believe. So if we get an opportunity, someone invites us to come to a show, we're going to hop in a plane or in a car and we're going to be there because that's a wonderful opportunity for us to get out there and see what the contractors are having to deal with and get great feedback. So, And that kind of feedback's probably led you to, like we said, some direction in terms of products. And one thing I find interesting is the kudos on developing the concept of filter fetch. Want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love to. So Filter Fetch is a program by which we deliver filters directly to the homeowner. So we ship the filters from our location directly to the homeowner on behalf of the contractor. So the contractor controls all the pricing. Only thing that we're doing is helping them fulfill it. We do all the back-end processing. We do all credit card processing. So basically, when a technicians in the home, they sit down with Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, say, hey, we have a filter fulfillment program for you to make sure that you get the right filters delivered to your home at the right time. We get a little bit of information from the homeowner, their address, email address, and what filter they have. And then the technician actually enters that into the filter fetch app. And once we have that little bit of information, we really take it from there. And the contractor, the only thing that they have to do at that point is really Once they've established how much profit they want to make on a filter, 
how many ever filters they sell that month to whichever homeowners, we just send them a check for the profit that they set up in, on the dashboard side of it, and we handle it all. We send out email reminders on behalf of the contractor, so it's all branded with the contractor's information, and tell the homeowner it's either time to change your filter or it's time to reorder filters. And we have both a subscription model in which we would ship the filter you know, every other month or every six months if it was a high-efficiency filter, or the homeowner can buy a year's supply and just store them there at their home and do that. Some contractors want the subscription because then they can do it as part of their annual maintenance. It just depends. So we just heard over and over again that the level of frustration that contractors were having because the homeowners were going to Amazon or wherever and trying to buy the filters and not buying it from the contractor. And we thought, well, what a great opportunity that you as the contractor, you're the professional, you're in the home, you're making the recommendations. Why give up that profit when we can help you do that? Probably the first question that comes up when talking about filter fetch, well, how are your prices compared to the big box stores? And I can say that we're probably not the absolute cheapest, but we're right in there. So if a homeowner compares us to a Home Depot or whatever, the contractor can still make a good margin and still be competitively priced. Plus, you as the contractor are now the expert. And if in an ideal scenario from the contractor standpoint, they can sell a nicer filter. If you're selling a real high-end Honeywell filter or a dynamic filter, a Linux filter, those aren't readily available on the internet. So it allows the contractor to have differentiation there with a higher-end filter. Plus, they still have the benefit of not having to touch the media to change it because we're going to handle that for them. So that's kind of how that program works. It sounds like just making it easy for all parties made it successful. Correct. Yep. How quickly did that take hold in relative terms? It's taken several years. I would say, to be perfectly honest, only in the last six months have we felt like it's finally started to take hold. It has been, you talk about being knocked down and having to get back up and knocked down again. That has been filter fetch. And it seems simple, but the whole program was developed in-house. So we have all of our own app developers We're doing 100% our own. So there's all kinds of learning curves there when you're trying to do app development, when you're working with Apple or Google, to the technical aspects of making sure you have all the different filters and what all the MERV ratings are. And then you have the logistics side of it. Shipping filters, filters are big and they don't weigh anything. So that's about the absolute worst combination you can have when shipping something. So trying to negotiate with FedEx or UPS on being able to ship these filters has also presented some interesting challenges over the years. But it finally, like I said, I think in the last six months, I feel like we finally have the momentum behind it that we need. We started working on this back in 2012 originally and just had some little bit of early success, and then it really tapered off for a couple of years. We lost a programmer or an app developer, and so it's starting over from ground zero when you lose one of your key programmers. So it's been an interesting challenge. So I'm glad we're on the other side of all that now. Yeah, and I think that's a tribute to sticking with something that you believe in, willing to work with it. And for contractors that are out there listening, do you try new things in business? Filter Fetch was an overnight success in seven years. (laughs) 
yeah, it's like most of the bands and singers out there. Yeah, yeah. You only had to play nightclubs for five years before you finally able to get a break. So right, you have to put in those dues. So I really believed in it, and I just felt like if a contractor could get over that initial training with their technicians, because we are asking. It is a big ask of the technician in the home because now they have to sit down with the homeowner. We have a couple of videos built into the app that explains the program so they can just show the homeowner the videos. But it's another thing we're asking of the contractors, technicians, when they go into the home, they already have to try to do all these other things besides actually just fix the issue that they have with their furnace or air conditioner. Now we're trying to also make sure they've got the right filter. Maybe they're trying to sell them some upgraded Wi-Fi thermostat or whatever. So we've always been really conscientious of what we're asking the technicians to do. So we know it takes some time. I was going to say, you have to respect the time, the time of the customer, the time of the technician, the business owner, yourselves and everything to bring something of value out through that, that amount of time. The program does allow, so each company is assigned a code, and that code just tells us who the contractor is. But if the contractor owner wants to track it by technician, we can give every technician their own code. That way, if you want to incentivize those technicians that are more ambitious with doing in-home selling, we can track all that, and then the owner can incentivize each individual technician if they want to do that. So. True Tech Tools, or my company, does carry the I.O. controls line. Let's shift around in that direction. You mentioned the zoning was spun off. And where does that stand right now? What's going on with I.O. controls? We did spin that off. Myself and my parents still own it. It's all under one big umbrella. But this is kind of interesting that you bring this up. We knew that the bulk, I'm going to make up a number and say 95% of all the purchases made out there when it comes to HVAC contractors, the vast majority of it's being purchased through their local distributor because their local distributor, they've got the people in-house that can deliver it, support it, all those things that contractors need support on. And the big thing is inventory, all that. So we knew that while we were always really successful, like within the state of Indiana, if we wanted to go out and sell zoning, we would be pretty successful at that. But if we traveled out to Arizona, that made it, you'd go in, you'd walk into a contractor's place of business and they would say Jackson who and never heard of us. So we decided that we really wanted to turn the manufacturing over and allow that product offering to go through distribution. So while Jackson Systems sells IO HVAC control products. It's just another product offering for us as a distributor because we also sell Honeywell and April Air. We're brand agnostic at Jackson Systems. Now, I guess <laughs> push comes to shove. I know most about IO because I helped develop it all, but we felt like there was just some opportunities. We had enough unique things to offer contractors. And without that distribution model, that we were always going to struggle to grow and to become a bigger player than we are. There's a lot of great companies out there, Honeywell, EWC, April Air. There's a lot of great zoning manufacturers out there, probably much larger than we are, but we think there is some opportunity. So we decided that we really wanted to separate the manufacturing from the distribution, and that's how IO came to be. So. Any heartburn caused by that? 
Oh, tons. <laughs> okay. That's why I worded it that way kind of delicately. For sure. Because there are, we've had a couple of products, even from the very beginning that we sold through distribution. So people knew, some wholesalers out there knew who Jackson Systems was. And then they also know that Jackson Systems, quote unquote, sold direct to contractors. And it was definitely a mess. We just had to be honest with them, tell them what we were doing, saying, hey, we're in the process of splitting this all apart and we're trying to honor the channel the best way we can. A great company out of Cleveland, Ohio, Arzell Zoning, those guys make an incredible product. They went through a similar process. They used to be direct to contractors and now they go through distributors. So it's just one of those things. When you're first starting off, you're just trying to survive, get a little critical mass behind you. And so we knew that we wanted to have a good relationship, a great relationship, really, with the contractor. So that's just kind of the path that we started down originally. And just through the years as we've grown, we really thought to do the best job for our HVAC partners out there, we needed to separate them. So what would you say are your most popular products throughout the maybe category or something like that? The number one thing that people know us for is thermostats. If we're talking about Jackson Systems, obviously, if we're talking about the I.O. group, then most people know I.O. for zoning and dampers. But on the Jackson Systems side, which we can focus on, it's definitely thermostats. So if there's a thermostat brand out there that the manufacturer will allow us to sell, we'll carry it. So Honeywell's our biggest line, but we carry April Air and Brayburn and Pico and just on down Pro One IAQ and Ecobee and Nest. That's the number one thing that people know us for. And I think why people, two big reasons why the thermostats has become so important to us is we have incredible technical support. When you call into our facility, we're actually going to answer the phone. We don't have an automated attendant or any voicemail hell or anything like that. So technical support is great. But the other thing that contractors love is we'll actually imprint the thermostat with their name on it. We do a special pad printing process. It's not a sticker or anything, but it's actually permanently printed right on the face on the plastic of the thermostat. We do it in a nice, elegant gray color. So it blends in with the thermostat screen and all that. And it's just that permanent reminder to the homeowner that if they're having trouble with their HVAC equipment or if they need to order filters or whatever, hey, I know it's ABC Heating. Here's their phone number. It's right here on my thermostat. I would say that 80% of all thermostats that we sell are imprinted with the contractor's logo on it. So I think that that's the number one thing that people, when they think of Jackson Systems, that's probably what they think of. And then the other thing that they think of is, hey, I got something really odd. Not sure how to deal with this. So I'm going to call Jackson Systems and see what they can come up with. But I guess that would be it, thermostats. So the imprinting, how did that ramp up? Was that something that you were always doing? or We've been doing that early, early on. We had a local contractor. They had always talked about doing stickers, and we didn't really want to do stickers because the stickers just don't look as nice. So we actually found a local company that did the – it's a pad printing process that we would actually ship the thermostats up to this local company here in Indianapolis, and they would – make the metal dies. And then they would, after we got the dye approved, then we'd have to ship them thermostats. So early on, it was a very 
complicated process to get all that done. And then over the years, we've actually, we brought that in a hundred percent. We own all of our own lasers that make the metal dies. We own, we have six or seven pad printing machines. We have a full-time staff that does nothing but the pad printing process. It really is an art because not only, a lot of times the contractors don't have a high resolution image of their logo. Fortunately, we have several guys that are just great artists and we'll actually create the artwork for them from scratch and send it to them and create a beautiful logo for them. Then we start with the process. Once we get their artwork approved, we actually have to create a metal die. And then from there, once we get that metal die done, we're ready to rock and roll. And usually that whole process, even if we have to do artwork and make the metal die, that only takes about a day. So typically we're imprinting the thermostats the same day or the following day. And whether you get thermostats imprinted from us or you get thermostats imprinted from Honeywell or April Air, a lot of the thermostat manufacturers will do the imprinting themselves. We're a little different than that. We're a wholesaler and does it. It's probably some of the best marketing a contractor can do is to make sure that you got your name on that thermostat. Because of, as you know, if a homeowner has an issue with their equipment, the only thing they know to do is go look at the thermostat, see if it's calling for heating or cooling, and see what the set point is and what the room temperature is. And what a great opportunity to have your name and number right there in front of them when they determine that. So that's really the story. And we've gone from now we will imprint CO detectors, smoke detectors. We can private label zone panels. We started offering radiant products, radiant heating products. So if you've got a relay board, we can probably figure out a way to imprint those. We're trying just to make sure that as we serve our customers, we want to make sure that they stay front and center of their customer. And so anytime we can do the private branding, we're real big into that. So that goes back to our sort of our theme for the discussion here today is technical and marketing services. The thermostats embrace both. You talked about the great technical support across all the different brands and models, along with the marketing service you provide there. So you really live in the, live in your words. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. (laughs) How about the most promising products that you're dealing with? Things that maybe aren't quite there yet, but again, you seem to be a man of vision and a company of vision. And what do you think is on the horizon or up and coming? For us, what we have invested a lot of time and effort into is smart home. Most contractors dabble in it because they're selling a Wi-Fi enabled thermostat, but we've decided that why not? You're already in the home. You're already selling them something that connects. Why not offer them some additional products that kind of go along, following that same ecosystem So the whole smart home is really where we've put a lot of emphasis. So now we're talking about not only the thermostat, which is really the heart of it all, and it's what's most important to us as HVAC guys, but why not offer them cameras? A lot of times cameras, especially if it's an outdoor camera, you really ought to plug that into line voltage. You really need an outlet. There's probably not going to be an outlet where you need one. So that's a great opportunity to upsell an electrical service to run a new outlet outside. So cameras, a leak detector. So not only that alarm, if there's water on the floor to tell you, hey, we've detected water, but why not go ahead and tie that back into a device that shuts off the main valve to the whole home? Now we're getting into door locks, motion sensors. 
we just became a Ring partner. I think we were the very first HVAC distributor that Ring set up. Ring, which is an Amazon company, they really haven't gone after the HVAC market, but we were able to convince them to give us a shot. And so what we typically do is when the contractor has expressed a little bit of interest in the smart home, we've got a little product, a little brochure that we developed that kind of runs them through all the different opportunities, how you get signed up for different things to make sure that we're tracking everything correctly. And we really try to make it as easy as possible for them to dip their toe into it and see what they think. In the end, is this going to be successful? Again, to be perfectly frank, I don't know. I know HVAC contractors are already, their plates are full. So to throw a bunch of more products at them, it in the end might not be the secret sauce. I'm not sure. But we've actually had good success so far. I mean, we sell a fair number of cameras and leak detectors and security systems. And I think that that's just going to, the smart home as an industry, as an opportunity is definitely going to grow. I mean, it's going to grow really rapidly. I don't know what piece of that pie the HVAC contractor is going to get, but we work with a lot of contractors that not only do HVAC, but they're doing plumbing, they're doing electric. So smart home really makes sense for them. And I've always kind of been a gadget guy. Like I said, I have a... I'm going to say something that you don't take it the wrong way. You can't help it. (laughs) You can't help it. Yes. This is just itching and burning inside you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do love gadgets. And I think I mentioned early on or earlier in our conversation that my brother Joe came to work for us not too long, a couple of years after we started the company to make sure we're able to pay his salary and everything. But my brother only does the big DDC jobs. So there we're talking about applied systems. We're not talking about unitary product anymore. He's controlling boilers and chillers and VAV boxes. And even on his side of the business, they're doing access control. They're getting into security because everything is starting to meld together. A lot of the new DDC controllers run over the IP network. It's the same network that your computers are running on. So that opens up this whole new level of, you got to worry about a lot of internet security type of things, but it is quickly lighting. Actually, we represent a company, the main line of controls that we use is a company called Distech that was purchased about two years ago by a company called Acuity based here in the United States. And they're the world's largest manufacturer of lighting. So that tells you right there, this convergence of HVAC with lighting is definitely happening. You put a motion sensor in the room, not only would you expect the lights to turn on, but maybe that also tells the HVAC equipment or that particular VAV box, we're now going to come out of setback. You need to bring on the cooling or the heating, whatever the case may be. So not only is there a smart home, but there's definitely smart building. And to bring all that together, there is just a tremendous amount to learn. And so we kind of see it as an opportunity if we can stay ahead of it and be the ones helping train and educate contractors, I think it helps them make their future a little brighter. So, Shifting to the IO controls, which is the line that TrueTech carries, tell us a little bit about some of the popular products there and why you think they're popular. Besides the zoning, which is, again, what started it all, my father, after he sold his company back in the 80s, that was a commercial 
controls distributor. They only did commercial controls, but that was back in the days of relays and capacitors before DDC really existed. After he sold that company, he developed all the zoning products for companies called Interstat eventually became bought out by Robert Shaw. So zoning has always been, and when him and I started Jackson Systems, the zoning was always at the heart of it all. So that was really the biggest thing when we decided to split Jackson from off and just do distribution and make IO HVAC controls the manufacturer. We knew zoning Zoning is always at the heart of it all, but probably <laughs> the most interesting product and probably our best-selling product is our twinning kit. IO makes a twinning kit. And you're thinking, well, what do you mean a twinning kit? Well, a lot of times you see it most often in churches. The sanctuary requires 10 tons of cooling. They don't want to put in a big rooftop. It's not an applied. They're not a boiler or chiller or anything. So they'll put two five-ton air handlers or furnaces with a couple of outdoor units. But it's one space, so you really only need one thermostat. So a 20 kit allows you to take a single thermostat and control two pieces of equipment. And I don't know why. We got really lucky. There were a few manufacturers And then the last one left besides us was Johnson Controls, and Johnson Controls decided to stop making it, (laughs) so make it theirs. So we're about the only one left. So definitely the twinning kit is, while it's obscure, we sell thousands of those silly things a year just because there's no one else out there left making it. So that's definitely one of the big products. The other big one we've had good success with is our what we call our FAV, which stands for fresh air ventilation. And most of the minute, I'll say a lot of the municipalities around the country require that you bring in fresh air now. And there's actually an ASHRAE standard 62.2 that dictates how much fresh air you have to bring in. And you don't want to bring in more fresh air than you need because that means you're probably going to be heating or cooling. You're going to be conditioning air that you don't really need to. So the FAV kit actually just makes sure that you meet the ASHRAE standard. And all it is is a damper that's tied into the outside, and then it ties into a little control panel. And then we just basically what we're doing is keeping track of how long that damper is open. We know what the ASHRAE standard says as far as how many bedrooms you have and the size of the home. And all that math is done by the microprocessor. And that way you're meeting that ASHRAE standard. And so we sell a lot of those. And then the last product, and I don't want to bore you to death with all these (laughs) different things, but we make, and I think you'll appreciate this one, we make a device called the wireless relay. And what happens is we see it most often when you're going from an air conditioner to a heat pump. So between the indoor unit and the outdoor unit, if you had an air conditioner, typically you just got the two wire. But if you're going to upgrade the homeowner to a heat pump, now you're probably going to need at least five wires. And sometimes running an additional wire between the indoor unit and the new outdoor unit can be a challenge, especially if it's a historical home or if it's a block home. Sometimes making that penetration through the exterior wall can be a challenge. So what the wireless relay does is you put one of the modules inside at the air handler or furnace, you put the other one out, the outdoor unit, and now you can communicate wirelessly up to four wires. So you can have four different channels wirelessly to communicate. So now with only two wires, 
that you had before, you could actually control a heat pump. Or if you're going from single stage to multi-stage, or maybe you're in a three-story apartment complex and someone chops a wire running down the side of the building and you don't want to have to go rent a lift or whatever, you can do them. You can use them for any application. I mean, you could use them to control a pump or technically you could turn on a light because all it is is you make a set of contacts at one end. We close a set of contacts at the other end. We're just doing it wirelessly. So that's probably one of the coolest products just because there's nothing else out there really like it. Specifically, we specifically developed it for the HVAC industry. And then the other product I'll mention is the IO Temp Stats which was after zoning, this was the big product that springboard us into success. The TempStat's a little two-wire thermostat. It's actually a bimetal thermostat underneath a plastic cap. And while the home is under construction, or you can, I mean, they last forever, but we call them TempStat because it's usually while the home's under construction. They come preset at whatever temperature you want. So 65 degree heating TempStat, you wire that to the two wires to the furnace. And that way, while the house is under construction, you can get them some heating without actually having to put the permanent thermostat on the wall. They're pretty indestructible. I mean, you can get them wet, paint them, whatever. And then you also don't have to worry about someone stealing the nice thermostat. So we make them in all different temperature ranges for heating, cooling. We even make specialty ones for permanent applications. Like if you wanted, we make a 41 degree. So if you got a warehouse that you want to just keep above freezing, we make a 55-degree cooling that you could use as a compressor lockout stat. So we sell quite a few of those. That's been a huge success. And then the other product that I found this really interesting. So we make a product called, that Rio makes a product called the Warning Watchdog, which is a condensing unit alarm. And I would have never guessed, but the sale of that product is directly proportional to the cost of copper. As the price of copper goes up, we sell a lot more condensing unit alarms because people start stealing the outdoor units as they can get more money for the copper. So basically, it monitors the pressure, monitor the control circuit. And if someone pulls the disconnect or cuts the line set or cuts the control wire going out to the outdoor unit, it sounds an alarm and you can have it attached to a dialer or to your security system. And it comes with a horn and hopefully scares the thief away before they do any real damage to the equipment. And obviously, if you're in a critical environment, like a restaurant is probably where it's most important. If you lose your condensing unit alarm and you're in Florida on a Friday night, that could be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we actually had a restaurant in Florida. They ripped off the outdoor unit on a Friday. They put a new one in Saturday morning. The thieves came back, ripped the unit off Saturday night, (laughs) and then they put in a new one. This time, the insurance company said, well, this is it. We'll give you the new unit this time, but from here on out, it's on you. So that's when they reached out through their contractor and then through their wholesaler to buy a warning watchdog. So all kinds of, and most of our products are specialty types of things. It's not going to be something that a contractor may need every day, but when they need it, they need it. And that's been our specialty. And we get a lot of input from, I'll say a number of our products was a contractor came to us or a distributor and said, hey, what do you think about developing something like this for us? And we'll say, okay, yeah, we think that's a valid product. 
And the cool thing is with IO, we really only have to sell 500 or 1,000 of something for us to make sense. Whereas if you were to go to one of the big boys, if you go to Honeywell or whoever, Johnson Controls, their scale is such that they really need to be talking about tens of thousands of units or hundreds of thousands of units. So we're able to engineer and do a lot of cool niche things that others cannot. So we're going to wrap up here. It's going to have a really good conversation, but I wanted to get, what's your vision of the future for HVAC? Not specifically for Jackson or IO controls, but for HVAC, what do you see happening just broadly in general in the trade? I think the trend that I see is that we need to figure out ways to help the contractor. And what I mean by that is the equipment has to become smarter so that it can do more of the self-diagnosing itself so that we can find some people to come to our industry and we can get them up and running faster. There's just going to be a huge shortage of technicians or people in our industry as a whole, there's going to be a huge shortage. And so the equipment is going to have to get smarter so that it can better help the contractors out there troubleshoot, get it repaired and move on down the road because there's so many technicians that are of the age they're starting to retire and we have not backfilled with the next generation of technicians and i know this is everybody talks about this yeah everyone's sung this song yeah (laughs) yeah and definitely i'm not providing a whole lot of new insight into it for sure but it is going to require smarter equipment that can help the technician, help the contractor be successful and to service all those needs. I know when most people are probably a little more focused on the residential side of it, but I can tell you from the commercial side of it, it's really a tough road out there because to be able to find someone that has some DDC experience is very tough. And while everybody thinks that all this stuff is getting simple. You should be able to just go to your computer and do a couple of keystrokes behind the scenes. It's still pretty complicated. I mean, the interfaces that the building owner has is pretty cool. You know, they got a graphic of the air handler or the VAV box and they can see all the temperatures and they see the little fan spin and maybe they see the cold air being blown out. But behind all that, it's a pretty sophisticated programming. and. As we try to do more and more high-level integration between lighting and plumbing and all those things coming together under one roof for the building, it's going to take some talented people to make all that come together. And similar, as we talked about a little bit on smart home, same thing with the commercial stuff. Now we've got to become IT infrastructure experts, security experts All these things, because we're interfacing with routers and servers and tons of data flow. So that part is a huge opportunity, but there's it's going to be interesting over the next 10 years to see if we can get the young people excited about coming into our industry. The way I like to think of it is the most important tool of the future is the brain for both creating the products and also executing and knowing where to get information to deal with these and absorbing training, so things like that. Yeah. So great. 
If I could say one more quick thing we didn't touch base on is throughout starting actually tomorrow, Thursday, throughout the fall and then all the way into spring is our training schedule. And we do something different with our training and that obviously if you lived in Indianapolis, we want you to come and have dinner with us and all that. But we live stream every training as well as record it for on demand. It's archived so you can watch those anytime. And we've actually partnered with a software company and almost all of our trainings are Nate certified. So you can actually even watch it on demand. So if a technician is looking to get some of his Nate credits to keep his certification up to date, you can actually go on jacksonassistant.com and watch those trainings. And even though it's on demand, you're not here in person, still get your Nate credit. So that's been a huge deal for us. And we're trying to bring in people that are industry experts. It's not us always, rarely is actually teaching the class. And we're doing things that have nothing to do with us too. So we don't sell TXV valves, but last year we had White Rogers come in and talk about it. We just did a brazing class with solder weld. So we're trying to bring in people that are in the industry that have this level of expertise that technicians and contractors need, but it doesn't necessarily, I mean, we're happy to have anyone come in and let us record it and push it out there because we want to help the industry as a whole. So I felt like that was a important, cool thing that we're trying to do to help educate the industry is by offering those Nate certified classes. Absolutely. I'd sum it up here by saying you're all about service. So and all the different levels of the definition of the term too. So Awesome. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you everyone for listening to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. We hope you got something out of this discussion with Tom Jackson and me, Tom from Jackson Systems. Take care, everyone, and take care, Tom. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. I hope you learned a few things from Tom Jackson of Jackson Systems and Supply. Some of the topics we discuss here require technical training for proper interpretation or safe execution. So if you're a trained pro, you can go right ahead, but if you're not, please consult with and hire a pro. The Building HVAC Science Podcast is a production of True Tech Tools Limited. Hope to hear you back again, or hope you hear us back again next time. Take care.